Hello everyone, this is Jared Forte and you're listening to Rhythm and Muse, a production of Slangsmith Radio. We are in day two of this 3 for 30 challenge and I have to make a few adjustments in my definition of what a day is. Um, I don't pay so much attention to the clock. It's not like I'm racing the midnight toll. I'm not going to turn into a pumpkin. The commitment that I'm making is that before my head hits the pillow, these three creative works will be done. And then once I get up in the morning, whenever my head rises off the pillow, I have until the next time my head hits the pillow to have this work shipped and out the door. Um, it was originally my thought as this idea just sprung into my brain on Sunday that a lot of what I created would be in response to what I've seen happening in the world around me. It's a really interesting time in the world right now. And if I took the time to really examine and read and think about it, I might have something to say about it. And maybe by the time this challenge is over, that's where I will find myself. Just, um, not just, but spending time thinking about and trying to find the truth in the stories that are swirling around in the zeitgeist. Trying to parse through that. So, I want you to pardon the fan that just came on. And pardon the squeaking of the chair. I have to make this recording a little more off the cuff, a little less structured, but I was saying my thought, my intention when this idea sprang to my head was that the things that I wrote about and the things that I created would be somehow in response to something that's topical, something that is sort of um, salient in the zeitgeist. But that intention was derailed by the fact that I'm really immersed in a lot of work that prevents me from having the time to really follow everything. So as a result, especially today, when I sat down to create something, the only material that I had was very personal and very close and dealt with some things that are um, sort of swimming around in my being. Things that are very painful for me to think about, but important in a lot of ways for me to share some light on. So just the fact that I had made the commitment to show up and write I only could work with what I was noticing 
And what I was noticing was just things that are really, really close to me. And that's the material that I'm working with right now. I talked to my oldest son on his 15th birthday. Where did all the time go? He's the one who rolled with me as a toddler when I made a move back to North Carolina to set up the studio in a spare room in a small house at Nightdale. My oldest son was around to see me in my most creative and productive element. He's the closest family to ever be in the studio with me. He was two years old, crawling and stumbling around as I tapped away on drum pads and synthesizers. Maybe he soaked some of that in. He's a singer now, and I'm proud of him from all the way over here. I love him as much as one could love someone you don't know anymore, and that's a lot. He's growing up now, but I still remember him as a kind, warm child with a keen sense of justice and boundless empathy. I remember him as a healer. He would sit with you through your pain. Even now, I cry when I remember his struggles to breathe and the trips to the emergency room. His once frail body is now healthy and robust. His voice is deep and rich. I don't know how much of himself he's been able to hold on to. We've all traded in pieces of our identity to find a place to fit. Him and I, we are not blood, but he taught me more about how to love than any other human on this planet. I broke his heart when I chose to keep the peace with his mother rather than defend him when he was unfairly punished. He was small, his voice was hoarse from miserable, from miserable nights of coughing and short breaths came from the top of his chest as he pleaded his case and I broke his heart. I watched it break. We're not close anymore and I can't pretend that my son is still the little boy I remember, but it's hard not to freeze him there. Separation from my family is heart-wrenching and mind-shattering. Even now, after all these years, I have not managed to fully put myself back together again. Each of us in this family has their own separate heartbreak and we all bear scars from injuries we can't even remember. Bless our precious little minds for hiding all of this stuff from us. The fragments of my life are spread in so many directions that I struggle to find a thread. Maybe there is none. My mom has always reminded me of people and events from my childhood, and I never remember any of it. So maybe reality has no inherent narrative. Only those we superimpose to avoid feeling groundless. 
I know the feeling of not having a roof over my head. It's a harsh and exhausting and terrifyingly lonely feeling. But you still feel like a human living on earth. What's more terrifying is not having ground under your feet. Hell is no ground, a never ending free fall. You will believe any story to escape no ground. Stories like they are better off without me kept me away from my family. I was a wreck. I was ashamed. And even when I was not a wreck, I was prone to becoming a wreck. Stories like I don't deserve to be a part of their lives had me staring at a screen fingers hovering over the call button, terrified of the inevitable rejection. There are other stories and a thousand separate heartbreaks. But since I talked to my son today and it was his birthday, I'm sharing mine and his.